We promise we are not a bunch of stuffy old lawyers saying stuffy old things. You heard that right. This is the Insight to Injury podcast, sponsored by Osterbind Law, PLLC. The podcast that reports to you, Central Virginia, about what's going on in the injury and disability world. We answer all the questions you don't even know to ask. Now, here's your host, Brandon Osterbind. Let's get started. All right, welcome back, Osterbein Law. Thank you, Team Osterbein, for joining us once again. Uh, this this is another week. Welcome to episode eleven. Episode eleven. Believe it or not, last week was our double digit episode, and now here we are, one week later for episode eleven. Today, I want to talk to you about something that is very important to me, and I'm going to apologize maybe a little bit in advance because I might geek out a little bit on on this, um, and I'm sorry for that, but you know, I just, I got to do what I got to do. And I I just love this stuff so much. I want to talk about it. And so today the topic is about using our technology in our law practice. And the question that I want to answer today is, does technology really make a difference in an injury and disability practice? And of course, I'm sure that you know the answer or my opinion on that uh, matter here today because I'm sitting here talking about it. I'm telling you how excited I am about it and I'm geeking out about some of this stuff. Uh, but I like to geek out on technology because that's kind of just the nature of who I am. But I wanted to talk about just a little bit of a few things that I use technology-wise in our law practice uh, that we use day in and day out and then kind of transition into how that helps us be better lawyers. And the that question doesn't come up often, but it's something that I think that everyone ought to look into when you are determining who to hire as your attorney. Should you hire this particular person as your attorney? Well, the question ought to be, well, how is this person going to help me? And how are they going to communicate with me? And are they going to do everything that needs to be done in order to win our case? So as a technology podcast goes, this is going to be pretty fun because not only am I recording this in my office with some pretty awesome technology, but I'm also for the first time uh, sitting here with a camera in front of me and I'm going to put this on YouTube as well. Uh, maybe even put it on the, um, the website too so that you can watch the podcast, you can listen to the podcast, however you consume that information, you can consume that information here. So that is pretty exciting to me because I am not only talking about technology, but I'm using all the technology and I'm using it all at the same time and everything is just working together and it is just a beautiful piece of art. So thank you so much for joining us Joining us today. Let me get started by talking about one of the biggest things that we do at Osterbahn Law, technology-wise, that I think that every lawyer should be doing. And if they're not doing, then they're just refusing to enter uh, into this century. And they're just stuck uh, in, the, in the last century and just not doing um, what is required, I think, in our market today. So the first thing is that we have a paperless law office. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean that we don't have any paper? No, 
That's not exactly what that means. It means that we minimize paper to the greatest extent possible. So, for example, when a a letter comes in from a defense attorney with uh, discovery requests or something like that, we will scan that document in, we'll put it in our on our server, and then we'll also upload that into our case management system um, because we want things in multiple places. Having redundancy in your electronic assets is a good thing. Uh, so we exercise redundancy in our, our online systems, but we have a paperless office, which means that everything that we we everything that comes in and everything that goes out gets scanned and put into an an electronic system where we can access those documents at any time of day from anywhere under any circumstances. Uh, so if I end up having to um, quarantine at home for 14 days, it doesn't matter uh, because I can still work from wherever I am as long as I have an iPad or a computer or even a cell phone. I mean it's ridiculous how much you can do with a cell phone these days. So our paperless office enables us to work from anywhere to do anything and to accomplish our clients and goals without having to be constantly um, in our offices, which I love my office. It's a beautiful office. I love my furniture. Um, and I, I just, I love my books. I love my bookcases. I love my uh, my setup. If you're looking at me on the camera right here, right beneath the camera, I've got my um, MacBook Pro, my 15-inch MacBook Pro. Uh, right directly to the left of that, I have a 27-inch monitor that's turned vertical. So it's not like it's not like this. It's like this, and it's really tall. And I use that for for uh, drafting long documents because it's just easier to see it that way, and it's easier to see the flow of of how things are going that way. You can see more on one page. And then right beside that over here, I've got a another 27-inch monitor that is horizontal, um, and that I use for, um, you know, I can put multiple things next to each other because 27 inches is a pretty big screen. And I have both of those up on an arm that's attached to my stand-up desk. So I can stand up or sit down at will, and everything on my desk goes up or down with it. Um, so that is kind of my technology setup. And right uh, underneath my horizontal monitor, I have my um, new 2019. So I guess it's not so new, but it's a 2019 um, uh, iPad Pro uh, with a brand new uh, Magic Keyboard, which is amazing. Uh, so I have literally got everything I need right here in front of me and everything that can, all the screen space that I can possibly use right here. So that is kind of my technology setup. And I like to use all of my screens because um, there are different different places that I like to put things. Like I said, on my vertical 27-inch monitor, I like to put my uh, Word documents, but I like to put my preview screen uh, with some of my apps and some of and my file folders in our online server over on my horizontal screen. So not only can I just um, uh, look at the documents, but I can preview the documents in an app that I that's called Pathfinder. Um, and it's amazing. I can see pretty much the entire file with one glance, and I can pull up any document at any time without having to open the file, which is 
pretty amazing in, in my opinion. It's um, pretty seamless. And what Pathfinder would say is that Pathfinder is everything that Finder should be. Uh, there are definitely some improvements that Apple has made to Finder over the years, but um, this uh, this app in particular, even though I have to pay for it and have to pay for upgrades and things like that, it's 100% worth it because it does everything that I need so that I can look at a case file as if it were laid out on my desk, uh, which Finder just doesn't give me the opportunity to do. So the whole paperless office concept is one that's been around for a while. A lot of big companies are paperless. Everything that comes in and everything that goes out gets scanned. And like I mentioned earlier, everything gets uploaded to our case management system, which I've used my case for uh, case management since probably 2013, I think. You know, before then, there there weren't a whole lot of options for case management. Almost all of the case management systems that I know of back then were more, um, you know, you, you get a CD in the mail, you plug it in, and you, you download and install um, the software onto the computer. Any updates would have to come in the form of a CD. Um, it's really clunky and not very good um, at doing everything that you need to do. Well, sometime around the late 2000s, um, early you know, 2010, uh, maybe 13, 2012 or so, I don't recall exactly all the years, it really became a big deal to offer a case management system as a software as a service. Now, uh, it's SaaS. So software as a service is a big deal these days. So you don't actually get CDs anymore. You'll get um, these these downloads that you can get and you install them on your computer or you can get... Um, something that operates within your web browser, which is what my case is. So no longer do you have to install and update software on your computer. All you have to do is go to the website and then do everything within your web browser. So that is the software as a service uh, concept that we are using for our case management system. So the good thing about my case is that clients have their own portal and they can log in and they can see all the documents that have gone in and come out in their case. Every single time a document gets shared, a new email goes out, you have a new document. Every time there's a message that we send you or you send us, we get an email or you get an email that you have a new message in my case. So you can go then, log in, and you can see the information on uh, my case. And that increases um, our communication with our, our clients. So the other things that I, I would just like to briefly mention, one, uh, my case actually featured uh, me uh, probably three or four years ago as a, a essentially a my case power user every feature that my case has we use in some shape or form whether it be the note taking the call log um, the invoicing system the um, uh, yeah the, the messaging system the calendar the workflows all of those things we use them and we use them as fully as we can because we pay a monthly subscription and that monthly subscription essentially benefits our clients um, and it's just a part of the fee that they would get anyway and it's a it's a part of our operating expenses as a 
business that most law firms don't invest in. You know, I probably spend um, maybe seven, eight thousand dollars a year on this case management system, but I don't charge any of my clients for access to their their case. That is something that they should have anyway. Uh, that is a firm belief of mine that the more information our clients know, the better they are at making uh, informed decisions about their case. So. I invest in our case management system because I feel like it's a value add to our clients. Um, so I'll post a link to the um, the um, the piece that my case wrote about me um, in the show notes so that you can read it. And I'll, one thing I'll say is this this. Um, this article was written about me when I was still at my last firm, um, and I was the only one there that used it. My my legal secretary used it, um, and I used it, but no one else really uh, used a case management system there. So it's something that I've been passionate about for a long time, but for the most part, other lawyers don't utilize it. I'm not still not exactly sure why. It helps me out tremendously. Um, it it functions well with the way my brain works. And maybe it just doesn't function well with um, how other other people's brains work. But you know, the old system is just just so antiquated because if you think about it, if a letter comes in or a discovery comes in, what do you have to do? You have to take that and make a copy of it and then send it out to your client. If I, in the old system, if I wrote a letter to an insurance adjuster or to an attorney, um, what would I have to do? I have to share that with my client. I would put a little C for, or CC for carbon copy. We don't do carbon copies, but people still put CC. Um, I don't know why, but they would copy. I'd have to copy my client. And what, what, what does that mean practically? I have to sit and make another copy. I have to put another envelope together. I got to use another stamp, and I got to send it in the in through UPS to get to my client's mailbox. And, and several days pass. Sometimes seven, eight, nine, ten days pass before my client knows that I sent that letter, and that's a problem. I, I just think that that people are owed more information faster, especially here we are sitting in 2020, and people are still using CC for carbon copy, even though it's not a carbon copy, and they're still mailing documents to their client as a copy instead of providing it in electronic form. And that just blows my mind. I can't imagine a scenario where um, I would actually send something like that to my client in the mail. Uh, Using the electronic version is so much more efficient. It's so much better. It's so much quicker. And it's just uh, all around a better idea, especially here as we sit in 2020. And the last uh, thing that I'll say that I use that I think is pretty cool is I use a couple of apps on my iPad. One is called Transcript Pad and another is called Trial Pad. And these apps are just awesome. And they're they're created by a company called Lit Software. And Lit Software also did a feature piece on me um, a couple of years ago talking about how I use uh, their their apps um, and and particularly transcript pad one of, one of the things I really like about transcript pad is that I get to read transcripts of depositions 
and I can tag certain things in the transcript. I can uh, create reports of certain things. I can create subject tags. Like if I want to talk just about uh, what happened in a car accident, I can um, tag car accident and then I can hit print report. And every, every time that I've tagged something car accident, I'll only get a, you know, three or four page document where uh, every time that we've talked about the car accident, I, I can see everything in one place. And I don't have to read through a 60, 80, 100 page transcript to find where did they say this? If, if, I'm, if I've got a client who injured, let's just say I've got a client who injured a left elbow and a right knee, I can tag every question and answer where the client talks about the left elbow. And then I can just print out a left elbow report and I can see everything in one place where my client talked about the left elbow. Um, and I can see everywhere that my client just talked about the right knee. It takes a little bit of work in creating the tags and making sure that everything is tagged, but that's a lot quicker and easier than the old way of going through and writing notes and, and creating the port or report essentially longhand by reading a physical transcript and then typing everything into a, a memo to file. That's the couple of pieces of software that I want to talk about, the paperless office is a big deal. Now I want to talk about why is that so helpful in an injury and disability law practice? Well, the first thing that I kind of alluded to earlier is that it increases communication and it speeds up my communications with my client. The good thing about using technology in our type of practice is at this point in 2020, things sometimes move really fast and then sometimes they move really slow. But what I've found is by using a case management system, the things that typically move slow can be sped up and the things that move fast can also be better understood by our clients. It increases the degree of our communications because we can talk more in depth. When someone sees a document and doesn't understand what that document means, then they can ask a question as a comment on that document and I can see it quickly and I can respond or Hannah can respond or Julia can respond or Kelly can respond or Karen can respond or David can respond. We can all see the information because we're all associated with that case and that just helps us to increase the degree and the speed at which we can communicate. The next thing that I'll say about uh, why is it helpful or even necessary for an injury or disability practice to use technology and to use it well is that it creates better accountability and progress in your case. So one of the things that we do is we use workflows in our case management system. So for example, in a personal injury case, the court always issues the same pre-trial scheduling order, which has certain deadlines for certain things. So we have a workflow and all we have to do is add that workflow to our uh, system and then all of a sudden the tasks get automatically created, the calendar events get automatically created, and uh, all that information is shared with our team so that we can keep each other accountable 
to make sure that the case is progressing the way that it should be progressing. So one of the things that I think is really um, important too is that we can communicate with our clients and our clients can see the information coming in and going out and the client can see whether we responded to things and the client can see whether there's something that needs to happen that, that hasn't happened and if the client has questions about that, the client can call us and say, why haven't you done this? And there may be a good answer, there may not be a good answer. So we, what we have an increased level or degree of accountability because we use a case management system. Now, if you don't want your client to know all of these things, and maybe you don't use a, a case management system, I personally would prefer my client to know all of these things, know these deadlines, know that these tasks uh, are coming, know that these documents are coming in, because that increases the degree of my accountability to my client. I'm already accountable to my client. If I mess things up, then um, that's a malpractice issue, and I'll need to call my carrier. But I don't have any intention of doing that because I want my client to know everything that's going on in the case, every every piece of information that comes in and goes out on this particular case. The third thing that I'll say about why it's important to use technology in a practice like ours is it increases the the emphasis on the process and the process is where it's very important. I'm a firm believer in creating systems in our law practice, systems in the way that we um, go about trying and pursuing uh, good results for these cases. So if you follow the system, the good result ought to follow as well. So if you figure out the best way or the best practices to do these certain things, and if you follow the system, then everything ought to work out on the back end. So we have worked really hard inside of my case to create this system where things can get done and things can get done well. So emphasizing the process itself will increase the uh, degree of the results that we get is the, is the idea. So if you emphasize the process, the result ought to be more consistent and the result ought to be better as a whole. I, sometimes you just have to take a step back and look at the whole practice from an aerial perspective. We do that at least once a month. Um, and emphasizing the process in our case management system and with our technology helps us and gives us the freedom to take a step back and say, okay, how many cases do we have in the discovery phase? How many cases do we have in the treatment phase? How many cases do we have in the pre-litigation phase? How many cases do we have in the litigation phase? How many cases do we need to set for trial? How many cases are already set for trial? How many cases have we tried? Or how many cases do we have that are settled? So by dividing the cases up that way, it helps, it makes it easier to uh, take an aerial view of our cases as a whole, and then you can batch produce things. So if I'm doing a bunch of discovery in one day, it just makes it a little bit easier. If I'm in discovery mode to do a ton of discovery in one day, as opposed to doing a little bit of discovery on Monday, a little bit of discovery on Wednesday, and a little bit of discovery on Friday, we could do it all at once, knock it all out, and it'll be even better because I'm thinking about discovery issues all at the same time, and it enables us to be more consistent across cases. Uh, and overall, I think emphasis that process 
will make the end result that much better. And the last thing I'll say about why is it important to use technology in a practice, an injury and disability practice, is that it limits human error. One of the things that I haven't talked about yet uh, today is our document automation process. So there are several documents in our practice that we repeatedly send out over and over and over and over and over again. And the only things that we change are the names, the social sec- last four digits of the social security number, the date of birth for our client. Those things have to change. But I have had uh, those medical records requests or things sent back because someone forgot to change the date of birth. And those are simple things, but they're important things. So what we have done is we have created templates for all of these documents that we routinely use over and over and over again. We've created templates for these documents and we, um, our case management system has our client's date of birth, our client's name, our client's social security number. All of those things are already there. And what we'll do is all we have to do is hit a button in our case management system and the document is automatically generated. So it limits the human error aspect of document creation because that is whenever you are copying and pasting or if you're just you know, command save as um, sort of thing, if you're just saving a new document, and um, changing the information from the last time you did it, um, that's not a good practice. If you, if, if you have a document, for example, if you have a, if you have a discovery document that perhaps the last time you did it, you took a couple questions out because they weren't relevant to that particular case. Um, if you go back to that, that discovery document and you just change the names, you're missing a few important questions. So what we do is we will automatically generate the discovery document with all the questions that we ever ask, and then we'll go in there and we'll delete the ones for this particular case. But we're not gonna change the standard document that we use in every case. We're only gonna change it to adapt to this case, but the the base form that we go to has all of the requests, and then we'll tailor it to the specific case after we uh, auto-generate it, and the case number, the client's name, the defendant's name, the attorney's name, the address, all of that stuff is automatically populated in our case management system, and it creates and pumps out a Word document. So so, th- so I just think it, it reduces the ability for human error, increases consistency, and overall makes us a better practice than a law firm that does not use a case management system. So it's important, I think, to know whether your law firm uses a case management system and then um, to, to know what to what extent do you use that case management system? I had another uh, case management company contact me recently, and I I told um, Julia took the call, and Julia was talking to him, and she said, you know, you can schedule an appointment to talk to him, but he said the chances of us switching from my case are slim to none. So I ended up on an about an hour long phone call with these people and talking to them about this case management system that they claim is the best thing since sliced bread, but the only problem was that it didn't have a client portal. My clients can't log in. I I simply cannot fathom a case management system without a client portal because it's so important to me that my clients 
know everything about what's going on in their case. And even if you don't understand it, you at least saw the document go out and you are, you're in a position to ask the question easily, what does this practically mean for me? And I can quickly and easily respond to that message. So I, I just I think that the case management system, the paperless office, uh, the iPad and the apps on the iPad that we use add significant value to our practice as a personal injury and, and ERISA disability law firm because it just adds value to our clients. It helps you understand and know more about your case than you would ever know otherwise. I hope that you agree with me. I hope if you are a current client, you've had this experience with my case. If you haven't, of course, I want to know about it. If you have, I'd also want to know about it too. I'd like to know the things that you like, the things that make maybe could be done better. My thing I love about my case is if I make a suggestion to them, um, a lot of times they'll implement it, which is very unique. Uh, I've, I've had several things where I have sent them a message and said, you know, this would really be better if it, if it did this. And then my case, you know, a month later has figured out how to implement that. Um, and all of a sudden it's there. Um, so it's, it's wonderful. If you have ideas about how this can be done better, let me know. And I'll, I'll forward those along to my case. And any other case management people that we talk to along the way, I'll tell them uh, what our clients say. Um, and if you're an attorney and if you want to know more about how we use my case, I have sat down with a couple of attorneys, local attorneys, um, and I've helped them set up their my case. I've shown them how my case works for us. Um, I've even given out templates um, to other attorneys in our area, and it's a, it's a huge value add to them. And I do it not uh, to toot my own horn, but I, I do it because I want to help people. I think that's just in my nature. I, I like to help people. And I guess it's why I do what I do. But uh, several other attorneys have come to me and said, uh, show me how you do this. Show me how how this works for you. And I, I've sat down in my conference room. I put my screen up on the um, on the TV and I, I've gone through a fake case and I've, sh- I've shown people how to create documents, how to use messaging, um, how to use a call log, I, you know, all of those things, how to use document automation. The problem is it just takes a little bit of effort and to set everything up, it takes a lot of effort and it's a lot of time that I've spent sitting on my couch on a Saturday night when all the kids are in bed, uh, plugging away and creating a new template. You know, those are things that I do um, that I don't get paid for. Uh, so to speak. I don't get paid by the hour for that sort of thing, but it's stuff that has to happen in order to increase uh, the degree of our client experience, which is very important to me. So I hope this podcast has been helpful for you guys. Uh, of course, if you have questions about how we use technology or any suggestions on uh, apps that maybe I didn't talk about or things that you think could be helpful in our practice, I'm always uh, open to suggestions. I tell our team here just because we've done it, always done it that way doesn't mean that's the best way to do it. So if you have suggestions, we're always open to change uh, our system or our process if there is something better out there in the world. Uh, so if you find that, send it to me. Um, send it to my email, brandon at osterbonlaw.com. Happy to chat with you. Happy to engage. Hope this has been helpful, and I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Insight to Injury podcast by Osterbind Law PLLC, where we declare mortal combat against information inequality about your injury or disability. We hope you enjoyed this show, but don't stop here. Don't stop here. Subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star review. We need your help so that we can help more people.